pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. All right, everybody, welcome back to Catch the Moment Podcast. It's your boy here, David Tyree. Thank you all for rocking. Hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, Liana, my lovely wife. She's going to be back more and more, you know, just cracking open this journey that we're all on, right? This journey that's trying to get us to our next destination. We want to guide you through the journey, the process, and your pain points, get you where you got to go. That's always our theme. That's always our vibe. And today is a solo mission, and I'm just going to try to deliver you the goods and get out the way. Because that's, you know, because the whole point is you tuning in, you listening. Oh, now that I'm talking about listening, that's actually the topic of today. We're going to talk about listening. So, you know, you know, I know most of us are in our social media age and we out here consuming so much content. So we're hearing a lot of things, but are we really listening, right? Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. It was a little Mexican young little baby said, listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. And I'm married, so I kind of live in this lane oftentimes where you know, you, you, get, you, get, you get beat down. You know, I have the best marriage and sometimes I get abused and it's mostly in this format where I'm being told that I'm not listening. So I have to learn. And um, listening is a learned skill. So we're going to go, you know, kind of uncover some realities because everything, in my, in my framework of understanding, I want to pass this on to you guys, and you know, to this tribe. And understanding that everything that you're going to find it really boils down to your relationship with it, right? Like, what's your relationship with your children, your wife, your job, your, your food? And ultimately, when I think about having a relationship with anything is, you know, like having a fair assessment of it, what's the, what's the value and the exchange? But especially when it comes to people, is communicating and listening goes far further than talking. So, you know, that's just kind of set the stage because um, when it comes down to hearing and listening are two actual different things. You know, like, it's kind of like being in a, in, when, you, when, you, when I go as a former athlete, I'm playing a game, right? There's so much focus and attention to detail that you could actually not even hear the crowd, right? You, you know, like, you, obviously you can't typically make out what they say every now and then. A shriek might come through from, the, from a, a really loud fan. You might actually listen or really hear what he has to say, but there's so much noise. And if you're not going to be intentional about what you're focused on and what's important, you'll never be able to get to the end and, and what that exchange can be in a moment. Like Again, that boils down to your relationship with spouses, significant others, colleagues, business partners, coaches. This is going to be valuable. So let's go. So obviously you can hear someone doesn't mean you're listening to them. Right? I think some of the, the, the greatest issues in most relationships is that people, they don't feel heard. And even when, you know, there's the proposition, they don't feel understood. You're not necessarily in control of what people understand, but when we give attention to listening, we are positioning ourselves in this position of service, right? It shows that we care, right? And oftentimes, because everybody has their own agenda or objective, and they don't even have to be a, a good or, you know, this is not a good or bad conversation. It's something might be really important to you that you might be tuned out. And you, we can miss an opportunity. You know, um, 
You know, I think it's always funny because men are a little bit different from women. I think we can acknowledge that. That's still safe, right? <laughs> and men aren't typically talking as much as women, right? It doesn't mean we're always listening, but we don't typically talk as much as women. We try to be a little bit more economical with our breath, right? So, so you know, oftentimes the plea of a, of a, of a, of a woman is for a man to talk more. So we have, that's actually something that we have to learn how to do is learn how to express ourselves whether we feel like it or not. You know, a group of men could be in a room for an hour and everyone's completely satisfied not talking. You know, like we're all happy with each other. It might be a five-minute conversation in, a, in an hour, whether you go back to your phone, whether you go back to the game, whether you actually are doing work. <laughs> There's not that much to talk about. We try to get stuff done. So that's just uh, an example of the difference. Where I'm different and she's different. She has a need. And if I'm going to be of service, I have to give attention to maybe her need. I'll use my wife in that case. But I want you to consider the relationship that's of utmost importance to you, right? So when you think about listening, and I am going to talk about something you can find very easily. And we're talking about the five levels of listening so we can highlight them, be intentional in understanding of them. But ultimately, you know, you have to think about what you can give in a relationship and not what you can get. Right? It's always the givers, right? It's always the sowers that are really going to reap the greatest reward. Like you have to, when you, when you and, and it becomes so challenging sometimes because I think innately everybody's focused on what they need because we want to solve the issues of our own, of our own life. But we always have to position ourselves to be a service. So first, right, when I think about relationships, I think about most things, I think about what's the goal, right? What's the objective, right? And majority of things in my life in the way that I think, um, whether it's relationship-driven or if it's something that's a little bit more static, um, it, it's like, how can we win? How can we win? That's one of the first things I think about. How can we win? How can we win? Right? Because even when I'm, even if I have an objective, I know that it has an impact that is beyond me, beyond my own personal pleasure or satisfaction. So the first objective that I have, even in, in a relationship, whether it's business, right, whether it's more intimate, even if, like I said, even if it's of subservience, maybe just serving a friend, how can we win, right? And the second way that I kind of vet out how to, you know, give my attention is peace. I want peace to be at the end of it. I'm a peacemaker. I believe in various, various ways of conflict resolution, right? I know bullying is a big hot topic on so many different levels, cyberbullying, actual bullying, right? But fighting is, a, is about conflict resolution, right? And I think there's amicable ways to settle disputes, right, where it doesn't have to become physical, doesn't have to become violent, doesn't have to become oppressive, but peace is at the end of it. There was a time where there was civility in the midst of our fights before things got escalated to weapons and, you know, death. And, you know, so I'm still talking about listening because if you can hear someone and understand them, then maybe you could be, avoid certain conflicts, right? Um, if you can avail yourself intentionally in certain ways in certain relationships and, you know, kind of just be a, that much more intentional about them. You're going to avoid certain skirmishes, right? And this is very easy on a, you know, on a, on a male-female relationship, but it actually goes from coach to, you know, coach to player, mentor to mentee. Listening is what determines 
Because when someone is giving their insight, their wisdom, they're giving you extreme amounts of value. And when we don't listen, we begin to determine that people aren't valuing our time. Time is the greatest value that we all have, the greatest asset that we all have, because we ain't getting it back. 24 hours in a day, bro, we cannot play. So we got to get after it. So spend a little bit of time setting the table here because the five levels of listening, you can, you know, you can wiki that. And I'm just going to give some shape to it because I have to determine what my role is in the dialogue and determine how the parties involved are going to be satisfied. So I think about objectives. My two major objectives is how can we win? Not just how I can win, how can we win? So even within my marriage, when I'm, when I'm parenting my children, I'm trying to listen in a way where I can understand them, right? Which is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fast. So I'm going to start from the bottom up. And the lowest level of listening is ignoring. It's, it's not listening at all, right? It's, you know, like, obviously, we people do intentionally ignore certain people. And I'm not talking about not picking up a call. You know, I'm not just talking about, like, you know, sometimes you actually have to choose how, how to give your time, some of your bandwidth. I'm not talking about ignoring someone's call. I'm talking about actively ignoring someone who is being for your attention, affection, you know, and really someone, hopefully you've determined that in some way kind of merits it. Now, let me help you understand about what ignoring or neglecting uh, a peculiar or necessary relationship does. Somebody said this to me years ago, and I was like, wow, neglect, it could be the highest form, one of the highest forms of abuse. And I never really considered it. It could easily move toward control or manipulation, right? Because when someone is determined that you're important and you neglect them as an individual, you neglect their voice, it impacts them immensely in ways that we might not even understand. Everybody's at different emotional stability levels. And if, if I'm not coherent about my role as a father and I don't give my children the attention that they deserve, then they're making conclusions about life, short and long term, based on that neglect, right? If they have a need that's physical, emotional, or something, and I'm intentionally ignoring that because of my own insufficiency or incompetency, or even if it's just unwillingness, I don't want to deal with that right now. I'm positioning them at a detriment, right? So I can use the, 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 the father-child uh, relationship. I could obviously use a marital relationship. And even to some extent, I could use the athlete relationship where even with coaches, right? I, I've realized that coaches, when you're not getting coaching, it's because people have already determined that you're, to some extent, not worthy of it. And hopefully you don't have a, a role to play in that. They determine that your skills aren't worthy enough of the coaching, or they determine that maybe you have already positioned yourself where you're not Worthy, when I say worthy, not by, by virtue of who you are as a person, like I said, if, if your talent level, you're not getting the attention because you have to invest the attention in a way where it's going to produce something as a coach, right? We got to get some results ultimately in life. So I know some of this can sound or come off kind of harsh, but ignoring is the lowest level of listening and it, it, it has a zero barrier return, right? Now, again, if you're not aware that you're neglecting something, then obviously, you know, that, that, that determines motive and intention, and we can fix that. And I think when we have safe relationships, that's what gives us the ability. When you're determined that someone is important in your life or something is important in your life, that's when you have the ability to pivot.
right? So ignoring is the first level of listening. We want to remove that from the equation. The next one is to pretend that you're listening, right? And this, this kind of can creep in quicker than we might imagine, right? You might be using the right body language. You might be giving some eye contact, but something else is completely on your mind and really engaging, uh, uh, kind of causing you to be removed. That's one of the easiest ways, right? People believe that they've perfected, like, multitasking. It's, a, it's an illusion. <laughs> it's not that you cannot multitask. It's that you're, you have now divided your attention and your, and your competency when you take on multiple tasks, right? Um, it's kind of like, you know, you can only work on one window at a time, even though you can have 20 windows open on your computer. You can only work on one at a time. Right? I know we have three windows that allows our eyes to gaze. We like this on our laptop, but only one is the center of your attention when you're actually using, exchanging, receiving information, inputting information. You have to be consistent in understanding that. So when multiple, multiple things are being for your attention, you are reducing your ability to actually listen to the individual and comprehend what they're saying or determine that it has value in a way where this exchange becomes meaningful. We really have to begin to identify that when there are so many different things being for our attention. You know, we can start talking about generations and Gen Z and how they've grown up this way. They've grown up multitasking. They've grown up in a, their digital natives. Honky dory doesn't make them more efficient, doesn't make them more stable, doesn't make them more effective. It means they have the ability to do it and it doesn't, it doesn't make them have the same kind of attention and depth when we talk about attention spans shrinking, that's kind of a part of the problem. There's an inability to focus and have endurance in particular tasks, namely listening, right? So, so that the second phase is to pretend listening. You're using the right body language, but you're really not hearing, um, you know, what what the person or the opposite end of this relationship is actually trying to convey. This could be information, but even more so when it comes to people, this becomes vital. Now, the third level is selective listening. Selective listening, right? It's kind of like you're only listening to the, the bits that interest you, right? It's kind of like that's kind of where you might perk up. It is, it's, you're engaged on your terms, right? You're engaged on your terms. And I don't think everything, you know, I don't want us to kind of create this idea like this is a conflict when we're having, when, when we're gauging our ability to listen. It doesn't have to be a conflict. This could be, you know, you looking for a solution with a cognitive. And we have to develop the kind of skills in relation to listening because when you are, you know, when you kind of move toward the highest level of listening, which we'll get to is active listening, then there's a greater measure of understanding. Then your contributions can be multiplied, right? Then you're amplifying your efforts and it's not just selective listening. It's not just you listening and determining value and worth on your own terms, but there's greater levels of exchange. Do you want to take your sports betting game to the next level? Look no further than our sponsor, Betting.us. With a user-friendly interface, unbeatable odds, and up-to-the-minute insights, Betting.us is the ultimate sports betting destination. Visit Betting.us today and start winning big. So selective listening is where I think a lot of people often kind of live on this plane. It's, it's, it's good as long as it's good. And the moment that things can easily 
become uncomfortable is the moment that we tune out or we try to, you know, we try to take a command of the conversation or the dialogue in ways where it's more beneficial to us. By nature, humans are self-serving. And we have to actually fight the contradictive self-denial, learning how to be selfless. These are the qualities that are going to amplify your value when it comes to whatever area of influence that you have. Marketplace, on the athletic field, in your, in your relationships, within your family, all the way around. Whatever community that you find yourself engrafted in, we have to find a way, right? So that's third, selective listening. Fourth is attentive listening. Let me add something else. When, we're, when we find ourselves selective listening, we're oftentimes listening with the intent to answer, okay? That's, that's kind of, and I'm going to tell you what, you know, because remember, remember I said, I, I, I consider the objectives in my relationships, and I said, well, I want to figure out a way where we can win. Well, most people enter these, these dialogues these collaborative conversations at whatever level, and they try to figure out a way where they can win. That's where that's that's what the focus is in. One of my sayings is, listen, man, I don't want to be right. I want to be righteous. Okay? What am I saying when I say that? I'm not fighting for the right to be right. I'm fighting for the for this for the sake that this relationship would flourish. I'm fighting for the sake that this community, this objective will flourish. I'm fighting for the sake that this team will flourish. So I've laid aside my ego. I have a certain measure of competency and understanding. But at the same time, the goal is not that I kind of lift up my objective. The goal is that I understand what the purpose is. I understand what your purpose is in sharing this information and how we can facilitate the best means to an end. How we can win, right? All right, so that's selective listening. Typically, when we're selective listening, we are... Sharing, with, we're listening with the goal to respond. That's when you get a lot of folks that want to cut you off. <laughs> it becomes a jousting match, right? It's like, ah, 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 ah. So, you know, like I said, is it a part of it? Yes, it's a part of it. People don't always have to agree to come to a, to a great conclusion, right? We have to be willing to listen to find the best conclusion. And that's where we really mature. So on the, on the fourth level, we again, I mentioned attentive listening, it's paying attention, and we're actually listening to everything. We're kind of like trying to survey, and, 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 and we're, we're, we're listening, we're hearing, right? There's, there's a reasonable exchange, but all, all of it might not be, be genuinely resonating, right? And it's still because a lot of our logic, a lot of our predispositions are still kind of rooted in, in our being. So, we're listening. We're actually hearing the insight and the information. There is still there's still room for some for some jousting within this you know within this within this communication, but we're actually paying attention. We're engaged. There's 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 true eye contact. There there might be the reiter, you know the reiteration. I'll give you some you know some insight. One of the best things that we can do sometimes to 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 share and um to so that our other parties. No, it's to actually repeat back what, what they've shared with you, right? You know, one of the things I always like to do is understand people's names. You know, when, when you're someone who people might know who you are, it can be a very uncomfortable dynamic, right? And I'm, not, I'm one of those dudes that have, like, no shame. I could meet some. I could have met you, like, two months ago. And, and you know, I asked your name. Hey, Alan, I, I, now I saw you again. 
Listen, man, Alan, I, 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 I forgot your name, man. Can you tell me that again? Because I want to get it, right? What I'm displaying is a certain measure of authenticity, but also that it's important that I convey their name, that they are important, right? And that kind of just true sense of understanding who I am, but with the desire to get to understand them, is what breaks down walls and barriers and allows for relationships to be established on, on, on the grounds of truth and authenticity, right? But that's, a, that's an act of understanding. I really want to understand and value you as an individual. And these are the, the exchanges and listening that have to be, if you listen, right, if it's important to you, well, you're, oh, okay, your name's Alan. Oh, I know someone named Alan. You try, to, you try to imprint it in your brain at the moment so that hopefully when you see them next time, you can say, hey, Alan, it's so good to see you again, right? Those little things go such a long way. And I already talked about the highest level of listening. We call it, we call it active listening or empathetically listening. Empathetically listening. You know, I kind of laugh. You know, I'm, I'm one of these dudes. I can be really cruel in some ways. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Like, I'm out here loving God, trying to maximize every single relationship I have, really trying to consider people. One of the things that makes me laugh, I'll be honest, when I see it on social media is when um, people like put like empath in their bios. <laughs> Oh, you actually have to identify as an impact? <laughs> like, I didn't even know that. I think everyone needs to be working toward becoming more empathetic. And I know it has become such a hot topic because people really so desperately want to be understood. Now, there's a very necessary side to being, to creating an environment of understanding. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm one of these dudes where I realized that literally, I believe this, the most vital vital part of relationship is understanding, right? Because you, if you could communicate, you could be a great communicator, but if they don't understand you, then the, then the relationship doesn't flourish. So understanding is central, and, and empathy is central to creating an environment where people don't feel judged, dismissed. You know, but there are good judgments. I'm, I'm, I'm one of these equal opportunity judgment guys, okay? If it's, if it's red, I got to say it's red. That's judgment, okay? So I'm one of these dudes, all right? So don't, I'm not going to go too far. But I'm talking about judged or sentenced, right? Where people don't feel like they're disqualified by virtue of um, one's, one's tone, disposition. Um, and all of these things are communicating whether we're listening and valuing the person or not. So the highest level of listening is empathetic listening. We're listening to understand and hopefully respond accordingly. It's kind of like just... Honestly, it's a form of listening where you're, it's, I hate to say it this way, but I'm going to give you a nice visual description. It's like taking all your clothes off, man. It's like you got to undress yourself, disarm yourself in a way where you don't feel that, where, where they, it can't be a defense mechanism on display. And, you know, defense, defensiveness is just a form of pride or ego, right? The workplace calls it ego, sometimes spiritually we address it as pride. It's one own sense of self-importance. So you have to disarm yourself and remove certain elements just to position yourself to really value this person. So when you're naked, you're vulnerable, right? It's kind of like, ooh, they, they see me. But when you're, when you're posturing yourself as an active listener, that's kind of what you want to do. You just want to just, just take it all off and, and drop the guard, drop your shoulders. And completely empty your soul in a way where you can fill up on what they're saying. What angle are they coming from? Ask them a question. Well, how did you come to that conclusion? 
okay, okay, well, and you place them in a higher place of importance so that you can create the environment where they are genuinely feeling heard, you're communicating, and when you communicate, it's to the intent where everything has kind of been considered, digested in a way where it's not about your agenda. It's not about a defense mechanism. And sometimes, honestly, especially as men, it's not about fixing a problem in a particular moment. Men, we're fixers, right? So especially when it comes to our, so to some of our social relationships with the opposite gender, this is where it gets challenging because we're just like, what are you talking about? Bro, you know, I know bro is like a, a, a normal thing. And I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of, you know, um, young folks calling girls bro. But that's kind of how you feel internally. <laughs> now people are saying it with their, with their actual mouth. Let's not call our wives, bro. Right? Let's not do that. I'm one of these dudes. Let's not call our wives, bro. We can think it inside. Because sometimes you get a conversation that you get rolled up on that you just really not. You got to. You got to. You almost like you got to lasso down. Like you got to prepare yourself to empty yourself and be willing to deal with the spouse, the significant other, et cetera, et cetera, or even a colleague. It's like, hey, you might get dragged into a, 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 a meeting, a call. You might, you might get some feedback that was really challenging that whether you were prepared for it or not, you just got to drop them shoulders, baby. You got to take off the armor and posture yourself to understand what's their angle. One of the greatest things that we can do is recognize who it is that's talking to you. Right? Recognize who it is that's talking to you. What's their history? What's their track record? What's their role? Do they typically have good motives toward you? This is the, the thing that clouds listening. Because if you don't feel like someone is for you, you're, you're going to anticipate conflict. I mean, like you're going to look to justify yourself. And sometimes you might need to bring, bring you know, information, right? Whether it's, you know, because every conversation is a, is a different different opportunity, whether it's coaching, feedback, based. These are all um, relationships that are necessary to kind of take some of this active listening into, understand what these five levels are, and recognize what, but if you understand someone's motives, if you know that they actually care about you, you should have that much more incentive to take off those garments and position yourself to hear, listen, to understand, and then we can deliver we can give our perspective. We can give, and then we come to a, a true place of peace, union, and productivity. So I, I, hopefully, like I said, I know I'm not attacking um, a lot of specific scenarios. Um, one of the, <laughs> I mean, trust me, I, I'll have, I'll have, um, I have my wife on here, you know, pretty soon, and we, and we, we can drum up. So I've, I've had to grow through this throughout the entire course. As an athlete, um, it's, a, it's a high ego mindset. You, you have to believe so much in yourself to, to attain certain heights. You have to be able to have the competency to back it up. And the reality is, when you, when you kind of walk those tight ropes, you're full of pride. You're full of yourself. So you have to actually unlearn this. Part of the things that does that is being responsible for others, right? Like, you know, fatherhood becomes a thing. Marriage becomes a thing. When you're responsible for others, success, welfare, stability, then you actually position yourself to be a service. <clears throat> so yeah, if you're not learning this any other way, 
right? So I'm trying to teach this to my kids today. I have to command them, but also nurture them. Right? I have to command my children, but I also have to nurture them. I have to lead them in such a way where they're incentivized to listen. When I say incentivized, because they're going to, obedience carries a reward along with it, right? And that's the way God chooses, chooses to, to bless his own children. So they need, to, they, they need to obey for their own interests, right? When I give them inside instruction, it doesn't serve me well. It doesn't serve me anything. But if I'm not considerate of who they are as people in my communication, then I can diminish the avenue of communication. I can close, I can, I can close in those, those lanes if I'm not understanding to what's important to them, if I'm not asking them what's important, if I'm not considering them. These relationships are central. So my experience as husband, father, leader, executive, even in working with athletes, it's all about relationships. And if we don't, that's right. So, you know, you've heard these nice colloquialisms. God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? Listen twice as much as you speak. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. The, the whole thing was being swift to hear, swift to hear, right? Because... That is where the true value is. You position yourself to be a service and you elevate the people that you love in a way where you can actually deliver the diamond, deliver the gold, and amplify those relationships. Why? So that we can win. Not just you, so that we can win. Or even if there's a challenge, so at the end of it, there could be peace. We don't have to fight our way out. We can, we can hear, understand, and come to the resolution so that peace can be restored and that those all parties can flourish in whatever the true objective is for the team, for the organization, right? Or even just centrally for the relationship. Hey, y'all. So we got five levels of active listening. We got the ignoring phase. Chuck it. Pretending phase. Do the real thing. Don't be a hypocrite. Give the attention. Selective listening. Don't do things on your own terms, right? Don't just listen to throw back. This is not a jousting match. We're really trying to see people flourish. We're trying to see people flourish. Attentive listening. You want to, you want to, you want to, you're in a good space, right? But are you understanding? Have you taken off all the garments? Is, is, is there still an objective hidden other than the other person? Is it about you or is it about the other person? And again, the highest active listening or in, in, empathetically listening. Let's get busy. Let's get to work. Appreciate y'all, man. I hope those 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 diamonds set in, the, in place so that you guys can get busy listening, right? When we're listening, we're learning. When we're learning, we're living. It. Living. And when we're living, we're leading. When we're leading, we leave a legacy. So let's get busy leaving that, leaving, leaving that legacy at the end of the day. What will people remember about you? So I appreciate y'all. Catch the moment, family. We will be back next week. Tune in for another episode. Deuce.